This week, let's uh, continue to be in the Word of God on this Wednesday as we read through uh, Joshua together. We're in the 21st chapter of Joshua today, and it, and it really dovetails and, and pulls in where we uh, left off in chapter 20. So remember in chapter 20, God sets aside these cities of refuge, a place where both the justice and the mercy of God would be revealed. The justice of God in that those who unintentionally killed somebody, it wasn't uh, it wasn't a premeditated murder, but unintentionally it happened uh, because death happens in, in, in life because of the fall and the sin. Um, but so justice was served there. They were found not guilty there, but also the mercy of God to protect them um, from, from the world, which would want to, you know, destroy them in our anger and our hate and our want to get revenge uh, to destroy them and give them a place where they go. But isn't it interesting, the cities of refuge as we're going to read out in chapter 21, are going to be found within the places where the Levites now are given pasture land in order that they might be taken care of. So Levites are known for the ones that are to bring them to God, to remind them about the things of God, kind of like pastors today to bring the sacrifice to the people to God. And so what a better place for the cities of refuge to be there too. It would cause the Levites uh, to uh, uh, to carry out the judgment that God required, the justice of God to be taken care of, but also the mercy and the grace to be shown as well. So kind of interesting that those cities fall within those places there. We also get a sense, I remember we got the word allotment here, that was all this land was was chosen by who got what land. They believed that God, God told them, cast lots and I will cause that lot to, to go to where I want it to go. So it wasn't a matter of favoritism. It wasn't a matter of them saying, who's the most powerful? Who's going to get this or that? No, God was the one that was going to control that. Remember, the lot meant that they had to trust God. He was going to do the right thing. And then it called them to obey. Um, which is so true of our faith as well. Today, um, our faith says, believe in something you can't fully comprehend. Your sins are forgiven. Uh, God is in charge, in charge of the world. There is life after death. There is heaven. Um, uh, the hope that we have, uh, but also then causes us not just, not just to know that, but then to obey God and to follow him. Jesus says, don't worry about tomorrow. Uh, that takes faith. Uh, focus on focus on today. Um, there needs to be obedience that comes there. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and then keep that word of God. God says, I don't want just hearers of the word. I want doers of the word. And I told you already, um, when God says he hears uh, for God, hears means he does. It means it's done. It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. Um, it's not a matter of, well, I heard that, but I'll do something later on. No, when we say that God hears us, we know for sure that, that he's going to act too. So it kind of brings in these cities of justice again in this chapter. Um, and again, cities of, of cities of refuge, I mean, cities of refuge are the places then where the justice of God and the mercy of God take place. But then it reminds us again about this whole cast or this whole tribe of the Levites who were the priests for God's people. If you remember right, there are 12 tribes and 12, um, there, there are 12 allotments of land, but the, but the Levites were not a part of that allotment because their allotment, their portion they got from God was they got to be God's representatives. They were the priests. That was their portion that they got. But notice then, uh, and you got to catch the words here in verse three, it says, or verse two, or verse three, I'm sorry. It says, so the Lord commanded the people of Israel to give to the Levites. Now that's important. How did, how did the rest of the tribes of Israel get their land? Well, God gave it to them. What does God expect that when he gives us something, he expects us to give something to someone else too. That giving is not just for us to hoard. Everything we have, we have from God is placed there for us so that we then can be the givers too. So there's a joy in giving as well. Um, there's, a, there's a peace in what we've received from God. God has taken care of us, but we're not supposed to hoard that or 
or as we say in, in grief share, one of the lines is, we're not just to be a container of God's mercy and grace, we're to be a conduit of that. I love that analogy. And here's a perfect example too. So we not only love because he first loved us, we give because he first gave to us. Uh, and what a blessing from God. We're blessed by what we receive from God. We're also blessed in the giving that we do. It's better to give than to receive, Paul says, uh, to the Christians in the early church. Notice then in verse 4, this is something that happens by the lot. I spoke about that a moment ago. Um, and it came to the three sons of Levi. So Levi has uh, three sons. One was Koheth, and we read about the Kohelis in uh, verse 4. Then it's Gershon in verse 6, we read about the Gershonites. And then there was Merari. Um, is, is the third of his sons. Moses and Aaron, not to confuse anymore, Moses and Aaron come from the tribe of the Kohas. Um, that's, that's where they come from. And Aaron, of course, is the first of the priests. And then uh, through, his, through his family, then we have the priests for the rest of the, rest of the, uh, the, the tribes of Israel. Um, but here's the thing about the priests. So the priests, notice the pasture land comes from all the other tribes of, of Israel. Again, so they're supposed to, they've been given, so they're supposed to give too. But what that does is it spreads the priests out throughout all of the people. And, and that's the priest's job. Um, their job is to be the roving teachers among the chiefs. Or among the uh, people. It kind of reminds me of, of uh, early America where we had these itinerant preachers who moved uh, because every single church uh, out in the plains didn't have a pastor. One pastor would have preaching stations where he would go and he'd preach at this church and then he'd preach at this church and preach at that church. Uh, what a beautiful picture uh, that that's their role is to, is to be the kind of that roving teacher among the people so they can continue are reminded about what God has done for them, what God requires of them, what he wants for them, what the blessed life is uh, is all about. And then the chapter ends with this wonderful promise at, at the very end, verses 43 through 45, is just the most gorgeous gospel in the world. It says, thus the Lord gave, that's a grace word, they didn't, they didn't conquer this land on their own. They didn't uh, uh, start this land. It was a gift from God. God brought them there and he gave them this land. They got a land that they neither worked for. Um, um, it's, it's, totally, it's totally inheritance, right? We talked about inheritances before. Thus the Lord gave to Israel all the land that he swore to their fathers. Why is that important? Because God had promised long ago to Abraham they were going to get this land. And sure as the world, God kept his promise. That's a great thing for us to remember in all the promises that God has made to us. Don't think that God hasn't kept or will not keep a promise he's made to you. You can be 100% sure it's not 90%, it's not 95%, it's 100% sure all his promises he's going to keep. Even though it may not seem like it or may not feel like it, to you at the time, it's going to happen. Um, and he took possession of it and they settled it. It's a reality and it's going to come true. The Lord gave them, again, grace word, the rest of every side, just as he had sworn to their fathers. Again, so so remember, the past is in front of us. We can see what God has done uh, before us. And that past is in front of us. So it encourages us uh, that even in, in the time being, it may seem like it's not going to happen. We know for sure it's going to happen. The future's behind us. We can't see that, but we can be sure based upon what God said in the past um, that it's going to happen. It says not all of the enemies, uh, not one of them were able to withstand him. Not one of your enemies is going to be able to withstand you. Uh, for eternity, God has conquered them all. And in verse 45, not one word of all the good promises that the Lord had made to the house of Israel had failed. Not one. 
not one, 100%, all came to pass. That's wonderful gospel, my friends. It's true of God yet today, and we can bank on it. We can take it to the bank. So you see where in the Word of God, you see where in the Old Testament Word of God, it verifies what you and I have been promised in the New Testament and, and continues to give us hope and also drives us towards faithful service to God in all that we do. Uh, good thing you're in the Word. God bless you.